Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining us for another episode of... Not, not just another episode, Mac. This what is, episode is it, Joe? It's number 25 episode, one of the 25th episode. Quarter Mac. of a century. Yep, quarter of a quarter of a century, absolutely. It seems like it's flown by. It has. It's been that it's, much fun. It's been good. Um, so this is the 25th episode, so big thank you to all of you that listen. Yes. Um, we don't have a huge following, per se, but we have a loyal following, and we it's do. growing. So those of you that have been listening every week since the beginning, we truly appreciate it. You're the reason why we're doing this, basically. Those of you who are listening every week must not have anything better to do. I'm just kidding. No, let's not say that. <laughs> um, before we get going yep. on the episode, we're going to shout out, we know, a quick shout out to our friends at Three Below Theaters in downtown San Jose. They are downtown San Jose on 2nd Street. They, do, they show classic film, independent film, and they have... Uh, select stage performances, including comedy sports in downtown San Jose. So if you're going to Christmas in the Park this Christmas, check out downtown. Uh, check out uh, Three Below Theaters in downtown San Jose. It's the old Camera 3 theaters. They're yes, now the remodeled, remodeled and theater. redone. They show great classic film and some independent film that wouldn't be in other theaters. Um, they are friends of the show. They are listening now. So please make sure to go check them out and support them as we always uh, – want to support other local artists and other local things happening around the area absolutely so please please go ahead and do that it is our 25th episode joe like yep. you mentioned um we're still doing it so you must like something about it likewise mac what's you must uh, not be sick of me yet uh he's yeah. getting there he's getting there ladies and gentlemen what's he's getting uh there. do you have a favorite favorite part of, of the podcast joe or a maybe favorite episode or a favorite moment or you know, it just keeps it's it's the gift that keeps on giving, in my opinion, Mac. This is this has been an absolute pleasure working here with you, doing this, talking about movies, you know, talking about different topics that kind of get us riled up, and you know, what better what better way to do it than with my good friend Mac Williams? So yeah, I was surprised that you said that you missed last week. I, I did. Th- miss I thought last you would have. Uh, would have enjoyed the week off or no, something. No, I did miss last week. And I know our loyal listeners were missing it last week. I did. We did We did get some comments and some, some messages and saying they were looking forward to the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving episode. We didn't have one. Um, but our schedule is going to be fluctuating a little bit upcoming yep. for this month. We're obviously on tonight. We're going to be on next week as well. We're going to take the next, the following two Sundays off. We after may, next week. After, after next week. week. After next week. Thank you. Okay. However, I was just informed by the higher ups that we may do a special episode here or there, which may be like an Aquaman review or okay, cool. Uh, you know, and this will be like a heavy spoiler type of review where we gotcha. can discuss everything. So it won't like be Infinity kind of like, War, like in yeah, like in we uh, did Ant Man and, and the Wasp. The Wasp yeah. So we, you know, get into a little more detail versus like the one or two minute snippets that we normally do. Yep. But we'll see. I, I think Joe, both and I are excited about seeing Aquaman, but we'll talk about those films later. Yeah. We do have a final episode of the year, and it'll be on December 30th. It's going to be our big blowout episode. Yep. We got lots of stuff. We will, of course, do any news recap or any film reviews that we don't do spoiler reviews on. But, Joe, we're going to look back. We're going to look back and look forward. Yep. 
Uh, looking forward, we're going to look forward to Hopefully anything. Hopefully we don't trip as we're looking back. At yes, that's an awful joke. Um, so we'll kind of give maybe our, our most looking forward to in film. Any TV shows, any books, any comics, any video yeah. games, any theme park theme things. Park We've news. talked about a Absolutely. bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff's opening around theme parks in 2019, so we're going to look to that. Yeah. We'll recap 2018. We'll do our worst films of the year. I'm always interested to hear what you think are your worst films. And then we'll rank our top 10 best films of the year. I'm sure it'll be divisive. I'm sure it'll Absolutely. be... Absolutely. But it'll be all in good fun, of yes. course. There is... Um, you know, and we'd love always to hear what your guys' thoughts are as well. If you think we're morons, if you think we're smart, or if you just want to chime in, if we'd you love just to like hear. listening to us for entertainment purposes, we like we, we enjoy that too. There you go. So we are here, obviously tonight, and then next week, and then next week I'll have a I'll have a better idea of if we're going to do some some film reviews as well. But I think we might do that. But December thirtieth is going to be the final episode of the year. Big blowout. We could even. I don't know we can pop champagne or I don't know we can we do. can throw out some New Year's resolutions. We can. we can do. We can. Awesome. All right, so let's get into it. We've yep. got a lot of stuff to get through. Yep. We missed last week, obviously, so we're going to play a little catch up. Yeah. Um, we did have some follow up fan questions though, and this is a good one. So I this wanted uh, to appreciate it. Um, what is a bad film from a director you like? Okay. So this can be interpreted many ways. So it's yeah. a, a, film, a director that you like. Um, but it also, in some sense, means there's a director who has a large filmography, mm-hmm. who's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not everything he or she has done is particularly for you. So, again, it's just your opinion. So, do you want to give me yours, Joe, or do yeah, you want me to go you, first? Unfortunately, you kind of spoiled the surprise as we were talking prior to this, prior to the recording. But uh, I have a, a great movie that I stumbled upon um, looking at. Uh, you know, worst movies ever made or things like that. Not worst movies ever made, but just worst movies by popular act by popular directors. And that is uh, Steven Spielberg's um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You the know, Shia LaBeouf one. The Shia LaBeouf one. You know, I'm not a big fan of sequels. I loved the first three, even though it was a, even though those were all sequels. I saw them all together, so kind of technically, it's like a trilogy. Um, they made Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like a decade, two decades later. You know, it seemed like a, a grasping at straws, like they were trying to milk the last bit of Indiana Jones. Not the last bit. I know, they got one There's more coming. One more I'm not coming. looking forward to it either. But Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it was just, it was bad. It was really, really bad. They, the Shia, Shia LaBeouf element always brings it down a bit, but just the fact that it That's was... a little unfair. No, it's very fair. That's the reason why you got booted out of the Transformers tra- franchise. You did not get booted Okay, okay, okay. Was anyway. the film bad because it was Indiana Jones, you had high expectations, or was it just well, a bad finish. film in general? They had, like a, they had like an Aliens twist to it. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of like went off the, it like was like, what is this? Where is this going? Like, like having, having like all the characters. Okay, fine. You can look past that. But the aliens twist at the end. I mean, I've only seen it once. I didn't like it. I saw it with my dad just because we grew up, you know, I grew up watching Indiana Jones, um, watching him on VHS, uh, and this movie did, did fell flat. I mean, the the acting was okay. I mean, like I said, it has all the old characters. It has it has this girl, uh, Nina Jones's girl uh, love interest. I'm not sure. I, I forget her name. Um, 
But just that, like I said, the aliens twist really left a bad taste in my mouth. So, I mean, you know, it's like they go from archaeo, you know, digging up archaeological remains and things like that and him being afraid of snakes and all this stuff. And then they throw in aliens at the end. Like, it's like, okay, that doesn't really play into Indiana Jones. It's very different. Yes. Yes. So, but that's, but that's mine. Steven Spielberg's done a whole lot of great movies. Um, I will say that his movies as of late have been a little bit disappointing in my opinion, but you haven't seen Ready Player One, have you? No, I have not. It's good. That's a, that's a throwback. Stupid it's a throwback. It's good. It it's seems. Good. It seems like it seems like a. Uh, I don't know. Like I saw Bridge of Spies. That was okay. I didn't think it was that great. You see the post. I haven't seen the post. Post is no. good. The post. post uh, yeah, is that's. Good. I definitely want to see the post. Yeah, yeah, post is good. But like, I mean, there were some other movies that he's that he's done recently that just did. I was going to give you one of those. Go movies. ahead. Go, go ahead. Go, go, um, go ahead. Just as. If you're going to say War Horse, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm, I haven't even seen War Horse, to be honest. Are you serious? No, I haven't seen War, War Horse. Horse. was so good. Um, anyway. For go Steven Spielberg, I, I wrote down two movies because I wasn't sure what you were going to write Steven down. Steven Spielberg? No, just oh. just two movies in general because I don't always know where you're going to go. So I always want to have a different answer just oh, in case. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Um, for Steven Spielberg, I wrote The BFG, which yeah. came out in 2016. Yeah. It's, a, it's, an, it's a Roald Dahl adaptation. I actually like Ronald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Roald Dahl. R-O-A-L-D. D-A-H-L. R-O-A-L-D. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, sure. Roald Dahl. Roald okay. Dahl. Sorry, I thought, That's I, thought okay. I, I thought it was Ronald Dahl. I think it's, it's Roald Dahl. He's okay. like, uh, okay. he's like Dutch sorry. or something. Okay. I'm sorry. I was taking I'm sure it's, I didn't know that from the For some reason, I thought either. it was Ronald Dahl. Yeah, know. it's Roald Dahl. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, Shall I just um, have same, same guy? Yeah, so BFG, it's a, it's a book that I read growing up. It was something that I was you very much... You read that growing up? I yeah, didn't even heard of it. Yeah, it's a good book. It's not as popular as Charlie and Chocolate Factory for cinematic purposes. More people kind of lean towards that. Uh, but of course, Roald Dahl just like we'll talk about that Roald Dahl That's later. Fine. But the BFG was just disappointing. It was just it had had Steven Spielberg. It had Mark Rylance was the BFG. It had a lot. It had other good actors in it. It just it didn't have any of the charm of the book. It didn't have any of the humor of the book. It just fell flat. It was just CGI, and that was it. And that was disappointing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, again, looking at Steven Spielberg's filmography. He's it's okay. He's it's allowed. Okay. He's allowed you're to have allowed, one or two logins. Yes, you're allowed. Um, and I think we've just talked about even you would say his okay films like Bridge of Spies. If that's kind of what you're saying is an okay film, like you're doing pretty. It's good. still pretty good. You're doing it pretty was good. Still good. Steven Spielberg is re-releasing Schindler's List coming out this Christmas on the. Yeah. I think it's the 25th anniversary or maybe the 20th. I'm not Such sure. Such a good movie. Uh, I think it's the amazing tw- movie. I think it's the 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary. Yeah. They're re-releasing it. Um, amazing movie. If you're interested, in, if you haven't seen it, it'd be a cool thing to watch on the big screen. Yeah. But I also wrote down Tim Burton's Dark Shadows, which came out in yeah, 2012. Yeah, but you love Tim Burton. I, I love saw, Tim Burton. That, 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 that popped up. And you own that movie, too. I don't own Dark Shadows. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive okay, I don't right, own Dark right. Shadows. Um, it's based, apparently, on a 70s TV show, um, which is you know very kind of soap opera type of thing, which was Johnny Depp's type of thing. It just felt, it felt like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory 2.0. I really wish that, you know, Tim Burton didn't do another movie with Johnny Depp at that point. It just felt like the same tired routine. And then you looked at Tim Burton's next film, which is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, had nothing to do with Johnny Depp or anything, and it was much more of a return to form. So 
Again, the question is, what's a bad film from a director you like? You like, yes. Dark Shadows. I love Tim Burton, most of everything he does. But again, just like Steven Spielberg's, there are one or two films. If I'm going down his filmography, I wouldn't be sad if I missed it. Yeah. So again, let us know if there's a director that you guys enjoy, but there's a particular film that you dislike. And then if Joe or I come along, come you better up better not pull out any Christopher Nolan movies because all of his has been amazing, so... They're not. No one ever better mentioned Christopher Nolan as making a bad movie. I don't know, or I will be disappointed. I don't know if you're trolling me at this point. I'm not trolling you because you are just the you are just like the internet fanboy. I am. Right I now. am a Christopher Nolan homer. I will say that and you yes. are. You are. You have blinders on. No, that I is don't. true. He's an amazing director. Oh my god! This is not a Christopher Nolan tribute show. Anyway, anyways. We also had another question, question, which is a good yep. question. Yep, very good question. We focused the last couple of times on Christmas Disneyland. at Disneyland. And someone had asked, yes, someone had asked, is there a Christmas at Universal Studios Hollywood? And it made me realize we hadn't done any Universal stuff no. in a while, mostly because there hasn't been any news coming out. Yeah. But yes, there absolutely is Christmas at, at uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. We're not going to do Universal Studios Florida because, again, we only focused on California. So, in Universal Studios Hollywood, there is Christmas in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. There is new nightly snowfall in Hogsmeade. So, apparently, when you're just walking through in Hogsmeade at night, they just have snow machines on top of the buildings, apparently, and you're just walking through. It looks kind of cool. I don't know. What would, what would excite me is the magic of Christmas light show. It's at the Hogwarts Castle. So, if you go to Universal Studios during the summer or during spring break, or when it's kind of late hours, they're basically, their fireworks show, their nighttime show, is against the castle, where they just have, like, a big light display, so it's kind of like World of Color in that sense. Mm-hmm. They just have a display. There's going to be a brand new display for Christmas, which looks very cool online, the teaser. They also have a holiday frog choir, so if you remember from the films, especially Prisoner of Azkaban, I don't. there's the Hogwarts choir, and they have the frogs that sing the little beats or have the little kind of backdrops. Hmm. Apparently, they're going to have that as well. And of course, you can get holiday food at the Three Broomsticks, which is the signature restaurant in the Wizarding World. You and I didn't go to Three Broomsticks. No, we did It's a cool little place, though, um, again, if you're looking for a type of old English food. It was more enjoyable to walk around it versus eating the food. <laughs> but maybe my taste buds, my taste buds are, are not so adventurous. So also the Grinchmas reopens every Christmas in Universal Studios Hollywood. Of course, this is a part of the film they released in 2000. Jim Carrey's uh, The Grinch That Stole Christmas was a universal film. If you go on the studio tour anytime during the year, you're able to see parts of Whoville. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It's right before Bates Motel. Okay. Um, so they, they just leave those sets up all year. But because it's a universal property, you can take a photo op with Grinch and Max. Max is the dog, which oh, is yeah, apparently yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, dog. Um, and there's also a tree lighting ceremony, which will be kind of like a Whoville tree, which is hmm. apparently a 65-foot Susian tree. The images look very cool. It's supposed to be this massive tree. So there are definitely Christmas things and holiday things at Universal Studios Hollywood for you to check out if you are there during that if time. If I may period. interject, what yes. is a Susian tree? So it's 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 a little thinner. Okay. Um, and it's you've seen the the you've seen the animated one, right? Yeah, it's been a while. So there's like a little tilt on the top, and it's just kind of kind of weird ornaments and. It's hard to explain. Okay, um, I'll have to look. It yeah, up. it's there are some images online, so it looks pretty cool. 
But yes, thank you both for the questions. Those yeah. are those are both good questions Great. that gave us some topics to talk about. Yep. Um, and we are ready to go. Anything else you want to you want to go no, over? Ready to go? Just, we always appreciate the feedback and the uh, the questions gives us something. It you know it spices things up a bit. Adds adds a new ingredient to our pedigree. Absolutely. So yeah, anytime you guys have a question about what's going on. And uh, fanboy stuff related, theme park stuff related, please shout out to us. Okay. Um, yeah, let's get into the box office. We haven't talked since um, Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. So we had a bunch of films yep. open during Thanksgiving. Um, I, I normally, I wouldn't have gone over these Thanksgiving numbers, but these are huge numbers, so I wanted to at least touch on it. Not surprising, maybe surprising for some, Ralph Breaks the Internet was number one during Thanksgiving weekend with $85 million domestically. Again, that's a five-day weekend, though, because Thanksgiving holidays count Starts on Thursday. Wednesday. Oh, Thursday. But yeah, Wednesday night previews and yeah. Thursday. Yeah, or Tuesday night previews because it goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Um, $85 million. It's the second highest Thanksgiving, op- Thanksgiving weekend opening ever. Behind Disney's Frozen, of course, Disney has kind of latched on to that weekend. They've opened Zootopia on that weekend. They've opened Moana on that weekend. They opened the first Wreck-It Ralph on that weekend. So that's a weekend they feel very comfortable opening animated films on. Again, it's a family film. People go in family droves. When the screening that I went to, it was all kids. A lot of families. It wasn't all kids. There were families. <laughs> there were dates. It was a nice little mix. Creed 2 had a wonderful opening weekend last weekend, $55 million domestically. It was a better return than the first film, but again, that kind of, that does happen sometimes on sequels where people kind of know the franchise. Um, it was a risky move to open during Thanksgiving weekend, I think, with a bunch of other films, but it, it paid off for them as well. This weekend, uh, nothing much has changed. Wreck-It Ralph is still number one, had $26 million domestically. The Grinch snuck its way all the way back up to number two. It was at three last weekend. It's at number two. Just by a hair, though, it had $18 million. It is now $250 million just domestically, which is doing pretty good. And if you think about it, we're filming this. We're recording this on December 2nd. There's still 23 days left to Christmas. So the Grinch could, in theory, get lots and lots of play. Repeat customers. If kids like it, their kids can make their parents take them again. It could do well. Creed 2 did another solid weekend with $17 million. It's good stuff. Any any surprises on that? Or you kind no, of figured that I Ralph mean, would kind of take yeah, the, the, the charge? I, I didn't go see the movie. So, Highly reviewed. But I'm not surprised that it's doing well. Um, you know, people, people like Pixar movies. It's not it, a Pixar movie. Well... So Disney animation, Disney anima- Disney animation movie. People like the animation movies. Yeah, you know they're very family friendly. Um, I apologize. Yeah, it is not a Pixar movie. That's right. But the fact that the it's first, all feed, it's all feeding the same. House. It is. It is. Yeah, and the fact that the first one was so beloved. I mean, I I, I really enjoyed the first one, but in. Um, you know, with the success of Incredibles two, it's not surprising that they're that Disney is pumping out these sequels and you know, sure, trying to feed the beast. Yeah, so, so. I I did see it. Yeah, um, I'm not. We're not going to give spoilers on these little little touch up reviews. Why? It's been out two weeks. Um, it's okay. I still want people to kind of enjoy it and, and all that stuff. Okay. Um, 
I will say if you're a fan of Disney, just like the Disney brand or going to Disneyland so or the Disney characters, no. you'll enjoy it. It's, it's very funny. Um, that that was my concern is that it was all going to be references and it was all going to just be self marketing and self promotion and um, that was my one concern. And there are several cameos, there are several Easter eggs, there are several little scenes, there are several characters, several references. But at the heart of the story is still Ralph. It's still Vanellope. It's still very much a story about those two characters and their friendship. Um, I truly, truly enjoyed it. I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. And I had high expectations going in. Um, I would highly, highly recommend it, especially if you liked anything about the first film or you liked any, if you like anything Disney, you'll like the film. Let's just put it that way. I did see another film called Widows, which... Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, really highly reviewed film, did not take off at the box office. It's a hard film to sell. It's like a two and a half hour film. It's marketed as kind of a heist film. Yeah. It is not a heist film. It's very much a drama with a lot of twists that you don't see coming. It is not the film that I expected walking in, and I think that's what the director wanted you to see. It was intense. Um, the acting was great, had tons of actors, Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, the list can go on and on, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall was Robert it? Duvall. It could be, you know, we talked a little bit about this. Was it good? It was really good. Um, it could possibly be in simple, my top Better than a simple favor? It's a lot It's a lot more complicated than a simple favor. Yeah, I would say so. I still like Michelle a simple favor. Michelle didn't turn you off? She just no. Um, She's not that good of an actress. Okay, if you're listening, which I know you're not, um, it's not me. That's Joe saying that. All she does is Fast and Furious movies. Lost. She's in Lost. She was great in Lost. Anyway, she's in other stuff. I will say the one thing that you know. Yeah. Well, well, if if first you could say anything bad about the movie, what would it be? Um, it's a little long. Okay. You know there are. Viola Davis is such a commanding presence on yes, screen yes. that there are sometimes when the other actors are, are around her, especially the other female leads, she's a little too commanding. So maybe someone like Michelle Rodriguez, maybe more of a character actor, kind of gets overacted by Viola Davis. Things like that. But again, now you're just looking for nitpicking at that point, if that's what you're looking for. Um, this could be an award contender, an award player. But again, just like we talked about with First Man, a really disappointing box office return. Will that hurt its chances at the box office? Are people going to care about that? I don't know. Because, again, First Man could be an awards contender. But because it did so poorly at the box office, are people going to look past it? Who knows? Yeah, but First Man had a little bit different reason as to why it was poor at the box office. Sure, but it was, it still, was, it was still poor. I mean, it was still a negative box the office The Shape return. of Water had a negative box office return. No, it didn't. It was a positive box office. I don't know why you did either. (laughs) Because I didn't think it was well received in the box office. No stats to back that up. Usually, usually the one the the like what the Phantom Thread did that do well at the box office? I think it made its money back, but again, its budget was lower too. Okay, all right, fair enough. So, Uh, I did see Creed two. I saw it this past weekend. Good film, really good film. I would say it's on par of the first Creed. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's great. Sylvester Stallone is is wonderful in the role of, of Rocky. He just kind of has that aging presence, that kind of world wisdom. Um, it's very much a father-son story, not just 
you know, Creed and his deceased father, but Creed and Rocky, that relationship they have together, it's wonderful. You obviously got Ivan Drago's son fighting Creed. It's a good story. It has a couple little twists. I will say the way the film ends, it ends really well to me. It ends kind of on a perfect note. I hope they don't make a third because I feel like the character kind of ends on a high note. The story ends on a high note, on a positive note for all the characters involved. Um, but because it did make so much money, who knows? They might eke out a third. Really? It's a you little, don't want to hear a se- You don't want to see it's a, a little. I was a little, little nervous because Ryan Coogler, because Coogler wasn't directing. He was just producing. Interesting. But everything else kind of worked out That's as well. That's something new I haven't heard you say. You're not, see, now you're just making stuff up like no, the Shape of I'm Water not. stuff again. You're just not, pulling random stats. You love seeing sequels, and you want to see sequels. I like seeing films. Okay. Anyways, another film that I did see this weekend, which was abysmal in its box office return. It was abysmal in its uh, reception was Robin Hood. I did take a chance to go see it, though. And it was abysmal. It wasn't... Yeah, it was not not good. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's... It's, 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 it's just sad. Which is sad, because I like Jimmy Fox. So it tried like, to it tried to tell a different take on the story. It tried to kind of alternate and kind of, you know, construe different events or kind of how they're viewed. And that's kind of really all it was doing. It it just tried to tell a different timeline and it tried to do different cool things kind of with shots and stuff. And there was, there were some cool shots and some cool cinematography and things like that. But overall it's not worth the view. I wouldn't see it if I didn't have to, but if I didn't have to, if you didn't have to, if you're, if you're listening, unless someone's dragging you to see Robin Hood, don't waste your time. You don't have to see it. A film that we did see together. We did see. This. I thought you would have seen a bunch of films because you had some time off and all that stuff. I did, but you well, didn't. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of time off. I don't okay. have a whole lot. Of, I have Saturday and Sunday off. Well, you had all the Thanksgiving weekend off. You're right. Um, what's the front runner? The front runner. We was saw a, that together. Very, very good. Okay, give me. Okay, you thought it was good. I thought it was great. Okay, uh, tell me why you thought it was great. Um. Is this non-spoiler review? Yeah, we're going to non-spoiler. But again, okay. Gary Hart is a, you know, well-known, so you can just... I didn't know up. that. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about it, but I, I knew it was a real story. Though. I didn't know anything about the story. And yes, obviously, you can't really you can't really say, well, oh, I didn't really... You know, like, movies are supposed to be for entertainment. They're not necessarily for um, real-life historical accuracy. They're, sure. they're not really meant for that. It's art. It, yeah, it's art. Um, I thought the story was great. Um, it really called to question, um, you know, what is, I didn't, I didn't view it as, I mean, it, it is a political movie. Um, very much so, but I thought, I thought it was the perfect length. I thought it had, I, I enjoyed how they told they told the story. You know, it really just kind of dives right in, like literally like three weeks before the election, mm-hmm. and and that's where the movie starts. Or no, it, sorry, it starts from the year before, or the four years the election before, and then it dives right, literally right back into like three weeks to, to the next election, um, where he's literally the front runner of the election and mm-hmm. like kind of his downward spiral. I thought it was fascinating. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman has his typical, 
he he has literally mastered the eyebrow raise. He really has. Like okay. I I love the eyebrow raises from Hugh Jackman. Okay. It just he just he's well, I, I don't know. I just like him as an actor. I okay. I, I loved him as Wolverine. I I've, I've enjoyed every role that he's been in. It has JK Simmons in it, Vera Farmiga. Far, am I saying Farmiga? Farmiga. Yeah. Am I saying that right? I yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she was great in it. JK Simmons, mm-hmm. you know, he continues to be the he did win an Oscar for what? Did he have the best supporting actor? Um, yeah, it was for Whiplash. the yeah Whiplash. With but Miles was it supporting Teller. actor? It was supporting actor. Okay, he continues to be like the one of the best supporting actors in all of Hollywood, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, every role he's been in, even if you even if you go back to his years in Spider Man. When, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, when he was the, the best J. Jonah Jameson Spider-Man was, ever seen. He was so great. And, and he's you know he's still pumping out those commercials and for uh farmers. You know, still like getting paid. Yeah, like he's he's doing it all. So I mean I mean in terms of the movie, like I said, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the acting. I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed how they told it. It made me think about things after mm-hmm. I was done. Um, you know, it called into question our, I mean, it, it was similar to another movie I had seen before where it kind of depicts the media in a kind of bad light for, you know, discussing things or taking pictures, you know, for invading people's privacy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, it called to, it calls to question, it calls to question that you know, oh, is, is, is that morally right or is that not right? You know, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie, but that's – you definitely leave the movie questioning, wow, do we really need to see like what goes on behind closed doors? And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was interesting. I don't know. You probably didn't by, – by your initial reaction, I think you probably didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Um, I mean it's been it's been mixed to negative reviews. It's, it's well, I don't care it's about what currently sitting at, at fifty seven percent. I would say wow. I would say that's low. That I'd, is low. I'd say it's a little bit higher than that. I, I will say the characters and the story. I didn't care so much about it. I wasn't invested in the characters, like you said. It kind of just jumped from event to event to event. It didn't really build up the characters, and even some of the characters I felt kind of got shortchanged. Especially like Donna Rice, who was the female in question. She kind of got in, then she didn't really get kind of any kind of story. Donna arc. Rice was the blonde. Yeah. Okay. Um, she didn't really, you know, you just you didn't find it believable. Um, no. But again, I, I felt I the story. What the director I think was going for was talking about how you know public life versus private life. Yes. You know, is it a celebrity contest? Because again. What I found fascinating in the beginning is Gary Johnson is doing kind of these campaigns and doing these events. Gary Johnson? The uh, the nominee. Hugh Jackman. Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Excuse me. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, no, I'm no. Just, it's good. just confused. I, That's I, a good I, catch. I get confused easily. That's a good catch. What can I say? Um, so I he, was he, was doing these, he was doing these events. Like he was like at a wood, like a whatever. And he clearly didn't want to be there. And he wanted to talk about politics and the things he could do. He didn't want to make it a popularity contest and he wanted to be about the issues. And then, you know, but how else do people get to know you? And I think it's, you know, referential that there did the film in the current political climate that we're in where we're talking about everything. Yeah. How everything, you know, how much access should media have? You know, is it okay to know about someone's personal life? Does that influence their politics? And 
that's how a lot of people vote. They vote based on what they know about that's the person. That's why I thought it was a fascinating movie. So I liked, exactly I liked I the issues. I liked I liked that part. Again, they, they kind just of weren't invested. They though. did that over and over again. Like they kind of just kept beating the hammer on that and I got the point and I liked it. I liked the acting for what I was given. Hugh Jackman wasn't given a ton to do. But again, that's just my personal opinion. Um you know, it's it's a mix. It's, it's not going to be on this. It's, it's a gonna mix. Be a, it's to not going to be on the uh, the Oscar list. No, but, it's not going to be. But on I Oscar thought list. I I I'll buy it. Would it I be on your top ten? That would be a stretch, huh? Honorable mention. Okay. Honorable mention. We keep plugging that December thirty. The show we're gonna. This show's gonna be amazing. I didn't think it was. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. But I I I, I really enjoyed the movie for what it was worth. Like I said, it made me think about the issues that you had mentioned. I liked that. I like I like a movie, and you know, regardless of what your politics, of how you view politics, I think it it makes you know. Yeah, I think it could have been any party. I don't think yes, that was it. It was yes. more about just the issues. Yeah, it was more about the issues and the fact that you one could have a healthy discussion or at least a dialogue with somebody. I didn't really want to do that. I thought we were going to do that here, but you know, this is a spoiler review, a spoiler free review, so we won't we'll. We'll pass on that, but yeah. no, I, I, well, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It'll be an honorable mention. It is. If you do have an interest in seeing it, go see it now. Cause it is fading out of theaters yeah. quick. Yeah. Unfortunately it was playing, I think in a thousand theaters and it's already been dropped down to like 150 theaters or something. Wow. And most of them only have one or two show times. Yikes. Um, cause again, a bunch of other films are opening wasn't up well and received, they're just, I guess. you know, it's not selling tickets and it wasn't well received, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I anyways, was, I thought it was good. That's that. We'll review other films as they come up. But that's all we saw. Again, that's two weeks worth of films. So you got double the film reviews for half the price. Yeah, uh, which is still free two for, for one you. special. There you go. We did get some new trailers this week, yep. including Once Upon a Deadpool. Again, we talked a little bit about the marketing that came up before. It's a very interesting trailer. I'm not going to say it's good. Has again Deadpool, Deadpool type references with the Up and with Fred Savage and that was funny. Things actually. like the that. Up reference was funny. Yeah, I mean and that was funny. It, but the, it's like the, the project intrigues me more and more every time they they drop new marketing for it. Are Does, you gonna go it, see it? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Too much crowded, crowded. Too many movies. It's it's a lot, and it you know it's it, they are saying it's a limited run. It's only going to be through Christmas Eve. They're not going to show that much. Um, I don't know. You're still not on board. Did you like the trailer at all? I thought it was interesting. It was I liked the up reference. Um, yes, I mean, Fred Savage was just really kind of bizarre. Like, what is this? It's a Princess Bride throwback. I didn't see Princess Bride, so it makes no sense to me. Right. Well, in Princess Bride, he's like five or six or something and he's in the bed and his grandpa's telling him the story. Oh, so he's in like the same room. Is, okay. And so then that's Deadpool's, and Deadpool's telling him the story of Deadpool okay, too. Okay, okay, and Fred okay. Savage is like, I'm a grown man. Like, what am I doing here? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It made no sense to me. Yeah. It's, okay. Now. It so if you would have seen sense. princess bride, you would have understood okay, it. A little now bit it more. makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what does Fred Savage have to do with Deadpool? Like nothing. But he, he uh, doesn't have the up, to do. the up the up reference was funny. Yeah. Um, there was I'm trying to remember exactly what else there was in the trailer. It was just a teaser. Yeah. It didn't really give us much other than just kind of like 
you know, if the, there are if there are PG if it's filled with PG thirteen new jokes like that, because again, Up and a lot of those references weren't in the other film. Oh, it wasn't. They weren't. So if they're if they're putting in literally thirty new minutes of new jokes and new setups and new things like that, and just taking away the R words and the profanity and all that stuff, um, you know, it yeah, intrigues but, me a little bit more. Doesn't mean I'm going to see it. But I don't know. It's out there. It's a clever. It's a clever piece of marketing. I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Princess Bride. Not everyone's seen it, but a lot of people have seen it. It's a. It's a classic film to a certain extent. Um, so a lot it's of people. Mel Brooks, right? Uh no. It's a. Um, I thought it was Mel. Brooks. It's not Mel Brooks. It'll come to me when I'm. It's when like I'm thinking the Mel about Brooks, it. though. No, it's more of a. It's more of a kids movie. Um, it's yeah, a, but it was like slapstick humor like that. Like a little bit. riding around on horses like Monty Python uh, and stuff like that. It'll, it'll come to me who the director anyway, is anyway. in a second. Um, we did get another trailer, which was kind of Disney's Thanksgiving gift to us. Um, depending on how you, like how you feel it. More like a lump of coal. Uh, of course, we're talking about Disney's The Lion King. The teaser trailer dropped. Again, I don't want to have a five-minute discussion on, on action okay. remakes here. Yes. You're just going to pass. You're done. The photorealistic didn't do anything for you. No. Okay. Fair enough. No, I'm sorry. You have to apologize. Uh, it it's it's it doesn't do it. It doesn't doesn't float my boat. Okay. Fair doesn't enough. melt my butter. There you go. Um, I will say that at D23 last summer they showed the entire circle of life sequence. So I'd already seen a lot of that sequence oh, where they're scary. coming up. It. Um. Again, I'd already. A bunch of people were going bananas. Yeah, it was crazy. No, um, no pun intended. They didn't. They didn't have any stars. So they didn't have any stars. So like Beyonce wasn't there or anything like that. But um, James Earl Jones didn't roll in his wheelchair. <clears throat> no, he did not. I don't think he's on a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm just um, I love James. Again, Jones. I will say, you know, around that time frame, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, those were. The Disney films that I that was like nine, ten, eleven. That's that was kind of my sweet spot of Disney. Yep. Um, Aladdin. Uh, yeah, Aladdin. Absolutely. I will say that I have seen, I have seen The Lion King, the Broadway show, not on Broadway specifically, but I've seen it a number of times, and that varies differently from the animated feature and I love the Broadway show like it's you're one of my you're gonna love this movie I know you're I don't know I, I, it's directed by John Favreau who directed the Jungle Book remake that you love if it's again what made the Jungle Book unique was that it veered away from the story it, it didn't just retell I see. the Disney classic like Beauty and the Beast I own it I'm not gonna deny that it's a gorgeous film to look at but it's, but it's literally shot for shot the same story so if they just do shot for shot The Lion King, I'm not sure how on board I am. I want to enjoy it. I want to give it a chance. Again, the piece of marketing there, of course they're going to show what people know. They're going to show the nostalgia because they want people, they want clicks. They want, Asan, Asan, yeah, they want, they want people They want people to talk about it. So of course they're going to show that sequence because, again, that's going to be an iconic sequence. Is the entire film going to be just a shot for shot remake? I hope not. They have some interesting people in it. Not just Beyonce. They have Donald Glover playing Simba. Yeah, John Oliver. John Oliver is Zazu. Zazu. That's Chiwet- awesome. Chiwetel Ejiofor is Scar. Um, Say that again. Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's hard. I, I, I could have said that wrong, but I'm pretty sure. No, I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm sure, I'm sure it was right. Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's the guy Scar. who was in... Um, 
he's in 12 Years a Slave. Yes. He's in Doctor Strange. He was in Doctor Strange. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and I like Seth Rogen's in it. I like Seth. I like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's Pumba. And who's Scar? Chwetchul Ejiofor. Okay. So James Earl Jones returns as Mufasa. Um, he does. Keegan Michael Key is one of the um, hyenas. Yes, one of the hyenas. Thank you. Um, Billy Eichner is Timon. Who's Interesting Beyonce cast. Beyonce is Lana. Is Nala. Lala. Nala. Nala. Sorry. So Beyonce is Nala. So again, you're going to get a bunch of Beyonce fans to come just see it because it's Beyonce. Who's Timon and Pumbaa? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. And Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. So interesting cast. Um, Again, it looks gorgeous, obviously. That was what I got from D23 when they showed that entire sequence. It's it's photorealistic animals. Like, it looks gorgeous. Um, How will that translate into a full-length story? Who knows? Same thing with Aladdin. Who knows? I don't know. I want to be excited about it, and I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. But you don't know. We'll see. You're a little more optimistic than me, but that's okay. And that's okay. That's good. Great. That's good. Uh, Disney dropped another teaser. I don't know anything about this. Artemis Fowl. It's based... I have based on a book or video game? It's based off a book series. I haven't okay. read any of the books. Yeah. I will know that... Kenneth Branagh is the director who's directed uh, – he's directed the first Thor. He directed Murder on the Orient Express. He's directed – The new one with Johnny Depp. The new one with Johnny Depp. He was Paro in Murder on the Orient Express. He's the lead in that. Who knows? I will say there are times when Disney veers off-brand a little bit. Uh, I will say A Wrinkle in Time mm-hmm. could be that example where it, they mm-hmm. veered off-brand. They tried to be a little edgy Disney and it didn't necessarily work so well. So we'll I will hold. This, we'll see this yeah, it, it looked very much a wrinkle in time had a feel to it. I didn't hate a wrinkle in time, but a wrinkle in time did not do well critically, did not do well financially. Um, so there's a reason why Disney. You know, it's hard to. I mean, Disney doesn't. Disney does well because they don't veer off brand a lot. They don't take a lot of risk because they make a lot. Um, so when they do kind of veer off brand, it's a little, a little worrisome, as it were. But who knows. Um, one trailer we did not get that I didn't put down for some news. We did not get an Avengers four trailer. I would have bet my life at this point. Yeah. Someone said they were going to come out with, one. yeah, it's supposed to be out now. They've said before the a year, teaser. I would have bet my life that we would have gotten something during Thanksgiving weekend. Cause again, they want to put it, Christmas. they want to put it with Mary Poppins returns is my guess. Cause the Lion King comes out after Avengers four. There have been some online speculation and some online rumors on Marvel Studios' social media. All their social media, they're doing a countdown to Christmas, which has led many people to believe on Christmas Day they will drop a teaser trailer for Avengers 4. Again, would it be smart to maybe drop it before then and get all the eyeballs on Mary Poppins Returns? Who knows? We'll Well, see. Okay, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do it before? No, I'm saying... You, people don't have to go to Mary Poppins, see Mary Poppins to see the trailer. No, absolutely not. But you just get all those eyes that are going there as well. Oh, to see I see, it. I see. It's like the Lion King. I guarantee you, like the Dumbo trailer and the Lion King trailer and the Aladdin trailer, they'll all be attached to Mary Poppins because they'll just get all. Everyone's gonna go to Mary Poppins because they're gonna see some Disney I see thing. What you're and I'm like, oh look, there's Dumbo. Oh yeah, look, there's Aladdin. And there's- oh shoot, there's yeah. Thanos. Yeah. So we'll see. My guess is, you know. My guess is Christmas Day we'll get something for Avengers 4. Gotcha. That's just my guess. 
couple other little news before we get into Netflix has in the streaming wars have continued with Roll Netflix. Roll doll. They've doll. decided okay. to adapt Roll Doll's works. I don't know why I Netflix it was will produce an original animated event series and specials based on the books from Roll Doll. Books include Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, the BFG, and others. This will not include James and the Giant Peach. I was apparently, say, I thought he wrote. He James did, but James. it will not include James and the Giant Peach. That's Disney still Disney still owns the rights to that. But apparently they don't own the rights to the BFG. Oh, because this is Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Um, these are going to be animated things. I like Roll Doll. Again, this very much feels like a battle for survival mm-hmm. in terms of the streaming wars where, again, you know, streaming services are buying everything from Tolkien to C.S. Lewis to all these things where they're just kind of buying these IP properties. You were you liked Charlie and Chocolate Factory, the original. I know you weren't oh, a fan the of the original, yeah. You weren't a fan of the Johnny Depp one, which a lot of people weren't. Um, you were probably were. You it like, was not great. It was okay. I, I liked it more. I loved, I loved the singing and the music because I got a golden ticket. Any interest in, in this Netflix or you're still probably just... Animated you know. event. It's a series. It's, it's a series. That's what it says. So I don't know. If, I, don't I don't know, know if each episode is going to be. Yeah, it's such it's such a big investment. Okay, I don't want to spend five minutes talking about why I'm not into TV shows, but it's just it's it's a bigger investment. I can't just sit down for like two hours and watch a movie and then call it a day. I have to like watch continually every week. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and another, it, it, it another just seems like work to me. Another, okay. It seems like work. It does. Oh, there's so many ways I could go there. I'm just gonna stay away from that comment. Um, another reason why people would be wary of TV would be cancellations, which leads us to our next topic. Yep, yep. Out of nowhere, Netflix has canceled Daredevil. Literally a month or two after season three dropped, which was very much a return to form. This, of course, follows the canceling of Iron Fist, the cancellation of Luke Cage. Trimming the fat. You know, it looks like Netflix is going away from these shows because, again, they're trying to just do their own thing. They're trying to get rid of all their Marvel properties. Maybe. Is Jessica Jones going to get the axe? Is the Punisher going to get the axe? Daredevil and all these characters don't fit on the Disney streaming service because they're very much hard R characters. Do they go on Hulu? Again, if Marvel wanted to make movies based on these characters, they wouldn't be on the TV shows. There's not going to be a Daredevil film. If Kevin Feige wanted the character, he wouldn't say you could have it for TV. So there's no plans for these characters to be on in film or Avengers 4 or anything like that. So what happens to them? Who knows? They obviously, you know, Marvel TV has left a cryptic tweet that's like, oh, you know, we'll be back and blah, blah, blah. And who knows what that means? They did the same for Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Disappointing, but again, Amazon, not Am- well, Amazon too, but Netflix is, is especially, their licenses are expiring, so they're trying to develop everything original by themselves because that's how they're going to retain their customers. Disappointing because I really like season three, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Back on TV, we're going to have a couple epi- we're going to have a couple recommendations for you this week because we have a short month. We're going to do book and TV recommendations this week. We're going to start with TV. I actually have something for you. I I know you do. Um, I do want to give a TV recommendation real quick that's not Christmas related. Okay, okay. Um, Narcos Mexico oh, yeah. is on now. Narcos Mexico just dropped last week. I'm already 90% of the way through. I've watched 9 out of 10 episodes. 
The original Narco series was three seasons long, and it focused mostly on Pablo Escobar and Colombia. That show has ended. Narcos Mexico is completely different. New characters, new storyline. It's wonderful. If you like shows like The Wire or kind of these Boardwalk Empire or these kind of epic feeling shows that are not period pieces, you'll like it. Um, I just had to say that because I've been watching it nonstop since literally last week. I'll probably watch the last episode tonight. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. Most people like Narcos. Um, I think you'd actually like it if you invested in it. It's a good show. Um, So again, if you're interested, you don't have to watch Narcos, the original three-season run. You can just watch Narcos Mexico. It's really, really good. But by that point, you'll probably want to watch the full three seasons of Narcos. So give me some TV recommendations for Christmas. These can be TV specials. TV specials. Christmas specials. Anything Christmas-related. Anything you got, Joe. Okay. This is something that I grew up watching, and shout out to my dad if he's well, if he's listening and he's listening for hi dad if he's listening for fifteen minutes we'll see. Um, but this is something that I grew up watching. It came out in nineteen eighty nine. It was a Peter Paul and Mary holiday concert, and it was on TV. It wasn't a TV show, no. Okay. But it's technically it's technically a Christmas special. I've never heard of it. Peter Paul and Mary. You haven't heard of Peter Paul and Mary. Wow! Sorry. Wow. Is it on today? Today do replays now? It's not. It's no, not I, I don't know if they do replays anymore because because I know like the but it's basically a three a three person singing band mm. and they sing Christmas songs. Um, but they like create they like make they write their own Christmas songs. They sing like old Christmas carols. Um, I grew up watching this special. Um, it was on VHS. So, um. Yeah, it was really kind of grainy, and the, obviously the the quality wasn't that great. But the, it's it very much harkens to me growing up. You know, it came out in '89. I was six at that point, so you know, it was very much entrenched in my childhood. Watching this special every year. Um, okay, it's not like a yeah. It's it there they they kind of. I'm surprised you haven't heard of Peter Paul and Mary. Really? Sorry. Like okay. Anyway, I don't know. Shout out if you don't know. I mean, give us a holler if you know who Peter Paul and Mary yeah. are. Call me out. Let me know. Yeah, let me know yeah. what I'm missing. If you're, if you're, I mean, maybe some of our older listeners will know who Peter Paul and Mary are. Maybe our generation didn't really grow up listening to Peter Paul and Mary. They were very much. Uh, they, I think, they got kind of popular in the 70s and 80s 60s 70s and 80s so it might have been before our time but i kind of caught the tail end of their career like i said watching this special i thought it was very very well done you know it very much uh encaptures the spirit of christmas in my opinion just the songs they sing they got a choir in the background and a symphony to go with them it's 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 really great um that would be my recommendation cool if it's still playing I don't know if it's on TV anymore. You can get the Amazon DVD. Um, I might actually get that for one of my family members. So hopefully they aren't listening. To they that. don't even. They don't even do Blu-rays. They just do no, straight DVDs. No, because yeah, they didn't remaster it for some reason. Unfortunately, that would have been that would have been awesome if they did, but they haven't done that. yet. Okay, cool. Go check that out. That's yep. Joe's Christmas TV special recommendation yep. for the month. Again, we're 23 days away from Christmas, so everything we recommend. 
will be Christmas and holiday related at this point. Absolutely. Um, I have a couple, obviously, I chose from a long list of personal favorites. And I yes, I do watch every single one of them every year. Um, I chose Prep and Landing, which is an ABC Disney special. There are two half-hour episodes that follows two elves. It's very, very cool. Two of Santa's elves and their kind of exploits. And, you know, it's nice little tongue-in-cheek humor, kind of older you know, Pixar type humor. It's good fun. I enjoyed it. I also wrote down Elf the Musical, uh, which is based on Elf the Book and Elf the Will Ferrell movie. There was a Broadway show of Elf, which I did see the touring show. So it's kind of has the story of Elf, but it has some of the Broadway songs on it. So it's very different. Mark Hamill is actually a part of Elf the Musical, the TV show, uh, which is very, very cool. So I wrote those two down as well. Um, no Snoopy. Classic, you know, anything like Grinch is classic, Snoopy is classic, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Rudolph, they're all classics. I tried to pick something different, though. But yeah, I will certainly watch Charlie Brown Christmas. I already started last night. Yeah, I have, I'll have. i save the big ones, like Charlie Brown Christmas for later on. Charlie gotta, Brown, yeah, that's right. I gotta, I gotta ease my way into it. I can't... Uh, <laughs> I can't put home there's a lot. There's a logical order that you watch all these. You shows. Can't put Home Alone on the first night. You gotta save it for like Christmas Eve <laughs> home or something. Home Alone, that's awesome. You gotta save it for the classics. Um, so it is that time of the month. We did not. We we're not here last week, so we're gonna preview a little bit of December. Again, a bunch, a bunch of films. Thank you for sticking with us this long. Yeah. I promise this. We have a lot. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff to go over. So if you've been listening for this long, please hang in with us. We're gonna run through it. Yeah. Um, opening this week in some limited release. Yeah, Mary Queen of Scots looks cool. I yeah, think it looks cool. Twenty eight reviews currently right now. It's sitting at ninety three percent. This yep. is definitely an award contender for Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan. Um, tells the story obviously of Queen Elizabeth and her rivalry with Mary Queen of Scots. Very much a period piece, which yep. I enjoy. I like those type of Renaissance stories. Yeah, we we'll give it a it yeah. Out. I'll check it out. Okay. Cool. I put December 12th, Once Upon a Deadpool. We're not going to talk about that, but just so you know, it does open on December 12th. If you're interested, it only runs through the 24th, so it only runs for the 12 days. Gotcha. If you're interested in seeing it. December 14th, Mortal big Engines day, is a film we've it's talked a big about. Day, Mortal Engines. Yeah, you're, Absolutely. you're still on board for Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay. Peter Jackson looks amazing. You can't, you can't go wrong having Hugo Weaving as being an enemy. Or antagonist in any movie. Okay. Of any I am. Uh, I am still in. I. I don't know if it'll be opening weekend for me because there's a lot around there. But I am still what else in. Is coming out. Uh, well, some of the limited release films that we had talked about before start to open up, and you know, there's the okay. next film, which is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Joe started off strong on this, then he weaned away from it. Sorry. I will tell you that right now there are 52 reviews online. Do you want to guess? If you I'm to sure get, it's like a 90-something percent. It's 100 percent. Okay. No interest? You're not even going to give it a chance. If I was like, I love Spider-Man, Joe, this is my... Once, this is, once they throw... Once they this start is throwing my, in all the other characters, it looks it looks bizarre to okay. me. It looks like a weird... It definitely looks thing. bizarre, which I think is kind of what they're going for. Um, I like the idea of the relationship between the father and the son... Who's you know Miles Morales and his dad's a police officer? That looks funny. Mm-hmm. The fact that he sees the original Peter Parker and Peter Parker's like old and like yeah, it's from a different universe. Yeah. yeah, but I mean the fact that they're throwing in like fifty million different Spider Mans and like there's like a pig Spider Man, Spider Ham. 
God, no. That All just right. doesn't um, I will say that it, it it I will see anything with Spider-Man on it. That's just would. me. I know you would. But be the fact that it's so well regarded, and I've, I've seen some reviews and read some reviews from people that I enjoy, that I trust, and they're kind of glowing about it, gets me only more excited about it. So I'm hoping you'll join me for it. I'm hoping you'll be open-minded. Maybe that'll be your Christmas. There's another movie coming out. Maybe that'll be your Christmas present to me. Who oh, knows? Of course not. Who knows if you're going to be that generous? Of course not. Or you're just going to make I me go see something. Alone. Return it and just go see this. This is what this is what I want for Christmas. No, no, this is what I want for Christmas. That's not better than what I got you last year or the year before for Christmas. This is what I want for Christmas, Joe. Okay, okay. You're gonna give me grab me my Christmas gift. Don't get your hopes up. Wow, (laughs) you're a squadoosh. It's been a while since we've heard that. Next another film. Movie, another movie oh. coming out that same weekend. Oh, yes, weekend. you're right. I marked yes. it down. Go ahead, Joe. You wrote it down. I didn't, I didn't write it you down. You didn't write this one down. But I marked it down and that you were going to say and the fact that And the fact that you're not excited for this movie is so disappointing to me. Okay. Clint Eastwood's The Mule. It looks did, you see, did you see Clint Eastwood's last film? Yeah. The 215 to Paris? Oh, no. That one no, was bad. That, that was bad. bad. That yeah, one was bad. That was but bad. he wasn't in it. He directed it. He wrote so it. So what? You can are allowed to make. We just we just of got. Course. We just went through a whole list of great directors. Of course. But this movie looks intense. It looks awesome. Americans yeah. American Sniper was a amazing movie. Mm-hmm. This returns a, this returns Bradley Cooper and Clint Eastwood together. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood obviously just directed American Sniper. He wasn't in it, but that was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he he. I mean, this looks like Gran Torino, like. How did you not like Grand Tour? I mean, if you did not like Grand Tour, no, I liked it. It was fine. I enjoyed it. It was fine. I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah. Okay, that comes out on December 14th. December 14th. I don't know if it's a wide release or a limited release. I don't know, to be honest. Um, It's getting Oscar buzz. Is it a wide release or a limited release? I don't know, but it's getting Oscar buzz. I'm sure it is. Well, if they're dropping it December 14th, I'm sure it is. I mean, let's put it this way if your film's getting dropped in this time frame, because it's because they want it to get Oscar buzz. It's because they want it Aquaman's to be. Aquaman's not getting Oscar buzz. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll, okay. Well, films. Holmes are, and Watson are not getting Oscar buzz. Films like this, these drama films, these award type of films, <laughs> these independent films, if they're getting released around this time frame, it's because they're getting released in time for the Oscars. I, I Your film has to be released I by a certain point of the year. Yes. Even if it's and, like two theaters, it has to be usually, released. In a certain and they usually time want to like have sure. everyone buzzing about the movie at the sure. time of the Oscars. Of course, yes. a lot of, like Bumblebee. A lot of these films are not going to be Oscar. I know. Films. I was just kidding. Of course, the next film coming up is a Disney film we've talked about yep. before. Mary Poppins Returns. An interesting fact it. that I read: there is a fifty-four year gap between the two films, the original Mary Poppins. It is the longest ever gap ever. Between for a, a sequel. sequel, which is kind of interesting, I don't know. It is maybe not not interesting, but it doesn't entice me. An odd fact. It. Trailers look good. I like I'll the cast. It. I'll see it. I like the idea. I like Emily Blunt. I really do like Emily yeah. Blunt. So we'll see. It's she's, it's gotten good she's, she's reviews so far. Disney is is along with Black Panther. They're pushing this as an award contender. Oh, seriously? Yeah, we talked about that. That Disney is pushing Black Panther and no. Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins. Yeah. They're pushing oh, Mary Poppins Returns as an award contender. We'll see. Who knows? It's got that family feel. It's got some music. People like music. It's got a warm feeling inside. What would it, what would it win? Best Actress? I don't know. Mary Poppins? I don't know. Emily Bunt? I don't know. We haven't seen the film yet. Okay. Who knows? December 21st is a film that I'm very much excited to see. Joe will have to see this film. No, I'm going to see it. Is Aquaman. It. All the trailers we've seen so far, it at least good. for me, 
looks good. Yeah. This, to me, could be the resurgence of the DCEU or a restart of the DCEU. I like I like Jason Manoa. I like James Wan. They keep putting James Wan out in front. Again, this is not a yeah. This is not a Zack Snyder type of DCEU yeah. film. I'll check it out. It's a very different film. I'll give it a shot. I'll Everything give, looks. I'll good. give that a shot because it looks it looks gorgeous yeah. from what we've seen. Yes, I'm happy with it. Uh, the next film, the same weekend, December 21st. Again, this is going to be a bloodbath of a weekend for these other films because Mary Poppins and Aquaman could just swallow these other films up, Pretty literally. Much. But Bumblebee will attempt to open up this weekend. I'll check it out. I want. I want to give it a chance. But, uh, I wanna... but I'm not. I'm not optimistic considering John Cena is the antagonist. Sure. I want to give it a chance. Everything we've seen looked good. Everything we heard from Comic Con looked good. But we'll see. Welcome to Marwin is the next film, December 21st. This Be could cruel. potentially be an Oscar type of film. You've, you've talked about it before. Mm. Who knows? Robert Zemeckis is a See, legendary filmmaker. But there was a couple. He's, he's done a couple of He's got some pancakes, flops, for yeah. sure. But he's got some classics on his resume as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Any interest in seeing Welcome to Marwin? Or do you think it's just you're just going to maybe forget about it because there's so many other things dropping around then? Do you think it's worth, worth a look I, at some point? I... Wait it's till the worth, it's worth a watch, but I don't. I don't really. There's so much going on. There's a lot. There's happening. a lot of movies. I think it's going to get overshadowed. Um, I do want to see the movie. Ultimately, I think it's a good story. I, you know, Steve Carell. He's 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 really broadening his. Ever since he left the office, he's, yes, he's he's done. He's yeah. done. He's done a whole lot of a whole different types of stayed uh, away. Many from different comedy. types of roles. Yeah, I mean, like he. <laughs> I remember him being in Evan Almighty, which was a god awful. He was movie. in Forty Year Old Virgin, but he that was, was in, funny. That was a good movie. Funny, but but I mean, like he's done like Foxcatcher. He's done like a whole different. He was in Just in Beautiful Boy, yeah, which oh, is out right that. now, which that. is good. Yeah. So there was another movie that came out. I think last year. I think he was in it where he plays like a war guy, like a like a veteran of some kind. I don't know, Marwin. He's the veteran, right? No, now? you oh. know, no. I mean, um, there was another one. I can't remember who was in it or what it was called. But it was like there was a scene where like people were talking in a bar, and they were. It was like, does this ring a bell at all? No, not okay, yet. Never but mind. that's okay. Never I'm mind. sure it's, anyway. it's there. I just don't remember. Anyway. Um, so we'll see. Again, I, it, the film looks good. The trailers look yeah. good. The I story mean, looks interesting. It. I want to see it. I, I just, just, I just don't know that I'll have time to. I'm worried that it's going to get swallowed up by these other films again. I think Mary Poppins and Aquaman probably will dominate the box office during the Christmas time. I think I'll be surprised, but Spider-Man. But we'll see. I think it's. I think that's going to kill it too. You think Spider-Man? I hope yeah. so. I think it will. I hope so. Uh, which definitely means films like Bumblebee and they kind of just get left by the wayside. Mortal Engines. I think Mortal Engines? Mortal Engines is going to get left. Because again, I, I'm excited to see a film like Mortal Engines. I, I want to see But it. if it just gets swallowed up by these other films, will it be in and out of theaters in a couple weeks? Well, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Um, December 25th, Holmes and Watson. This well, was... This looks so funny. I was surprised that it you were interested. It looks funny, yes. Good. It looks funny. I liked... I liked Sherlock Holmes, the movies, um, you know, the, I wasn't a big fan of the sequel, obviously, but I liked, um, was it called Sherlock? It was called Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it was Robert Downey Jr. That was what it was called. But, and, uh, 
and uh, Jude Law. I so thought this those was going to be. I thought they were great, and so this looks like a kind of it's a gonna playoff. Be very different. Yeah, no, I mean, like it's a yeah, it's a, it's it's a satirical. Got the satirical. Satirical. That was the word I was looking for. It's a satirical movie, but it looks funny. And so I, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley do yeah, well together. They've yeah. obviously been in some good stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of Step Brothers, even though it was like it was it was funny, it was worth a watch, but it wasn't like my favorite movie. But this kind of reference seems like a, a, a throwback to that. Yeah, absolutely. The next one, where I'm really last movie for. is really is Christmas a limited day. release on Christmas Day, so it will not be open on Christmas Day. But we're going to see um, it eventually. So it will eventually reach, unless you're in New York or LA. Uh, it won't reach you until January at some point, which is fine. It'll still be there. Yeah. But it will open on Christmas Day in some theaters. It's a highly anticipated film. Yes. Uh, Vice mm-hmm. is the film from Adam McKay, who just directed The Big Short, directed Step Brothers, like you talked about, directed Anchorman, directed a bunch of that stuff. That's He's kind of got away from that. It's <laughs> interesting that those, that those movies are in the same set. Well, and Steve Carell's in Vice as well. He is Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, Donald so I know, but it's it. just it's just interesting. Like yeah. he goes from directing Step Brothers to the Big Short. Well, which part was, of the, which was an Oscar contender. So part of the tagline on Holmes and Watson is from the pair of yes from the Step Brothers, and it's like, well, Adam McKay like wrote half of Step Brothers and directed That's it. Funny. So we'll see. Vice, you're obviously looking forward to. Yes, okay. very much so. Cool. I didn't even realize that that was that it was uh, coming out George, soon. George Bush and uh, oh Sam Rockwell. No. No, George Bush and Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. I didn't know it was Dick Cheney. It took me a minute, and yeah. then I like, and then once you read the tagline, well, because I mean, like, I didn't. I mean, and obviously, this is going to be for entertainment purposes. No one's going to look at this and say, "Well, he was a corrupt person or whatever." But it's just, it's going to be an interesting story. It'll be an Very interesting, interesting story. You know, we'll see. You know, I don't know how much they're going to be leaning on facts versus fiction or. Okay. You know, secondhand stories. This should be entertaining. This could be an award type of film as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Christian Bale looks awesome. Absolutely. He gained like 45 pounds or something for the role or something. Very much a method type of actor. Yes. Um, which very, is why he only very, does one or two films a year. Very underrated. Because he, he does that. Well, he's not I don't think he's underrated. I mean, he, he gets... But I just mean like he's done movies where he really like just... He gets work. Soaks up the role and like visually, physically, emotionally, like... You don't even recognize the guy. Yeah. You know, this looks like, I mean, well, it's not the same guy that did The Darkest Hour, but this looks like a similar type transformation. Makeup where, and stuff, yeah. Where you're just like, Jesus, I didn't even know this was him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little, it takes you a minute to kind of get used to yeah. when you're watching the trailer, but it anyway. looks good. Anyways, All we'll right. let you guys know how we do on those films next week if we see any. Probably not next week, but. Um, Mary Queen of Scots. We'll maybe. let you know what we're thinking we're definitely definitely aquaman definitely mary poppins definitely spider-man we'll see there's a, there's a lot coming out yep but it, it's good to, it's a good get your get your movie pack get your get your uh get your amc stubs now before it goes up in price people it's trust me it's an exciting time to be a movie fan right now yep. there's a bunch of stuff coming yep. out absolutely we are going to do book recommendations now which yes. is something we would do normally next week but again because of the shortened monthly schedule we're going to do that now of course this is going to be christmas themed absolutely 
So, Joe, do you have a Christmas book for the people that you would like to Absolutely, recommend? Absolutely, Mac. This is one of my favorite books of all time. Tell me let, what you Let got. alone besides the fact that it's a Christmas You've book. You've been teasing this for I've been teasing it for weeks. Month. Yes. So. One of my favorite books. It was made into a movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, the movie was not that good. Okay. But the movie was kind of revolutionary in terms of how it – in terms of its CG. Now I know what it is. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The Polar Express. I wrote that one By down. Chris Van Allsburg. My okay. favorite Christmas book. You know, it really kind of, like I said, it capt- it encaptures the Christmas spirit. It's a wonderful um, book. It's an amazing book. The pictures are, out, you know, amazing. You can kind of get a lot. I mean, the illustrations are just beyond anything. Like I said, it really captures the essence of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, the story... I think it got. I think it won some awards, like a Caldecott Medal or some kind. The book, yeah, the yeah, book. it's won a bunch it's of awards. It's won a bunch it's, of awards. It's, it's one of my. One. It's one of my favorite stories of all time. Um, one of my favorite childhood stories. Uh, love reading it. Um, you know, it's one that I. If if I was to have kids, I would definitely read this to them like Christmas Eve because it's yeah. like it's that it's that. It's that meaningful. Yes, it's that meaningful to me. It's that meaningful to Christmas. You know, it's just it. Yeah, it really, it really captures the essence of the holiday. I the story is great. The illustrations are yes. gorgeous. Yes. Did he do? Um, he wrote it. Did he do the illustrations also? Or was there a different illustration? You know, I, I, I think it's. the same. I don't know. I, I think he's the same. I, I have it at my same. parents' house, so yeah. I'll have to grab it and look. I think but, it's the same. So I actually just, wrote down that one as well. Okay, well I'm glad you let me go first. Then. But because I don't know where you're going, I always write down That's two. Fine. I'm glad you let me see. I'm glad you, you so, left me that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, this choice might not be a, a glamorous choice, but it is the Nightmare Before Christmas the book? It is written and illustrated by Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton does the illustrations on it. It's kind of written in rhyme, kind of like a song. Again, if you like Nightmare Before Christmas, it's a good story. I I view Nightmare Before Christmas as more of a Christmas film than I do a Halloween film. But I know a lot of people out there view it as a Halloween film or a Halloween story. But for me, it will always be a Christmas story. So that's the book that I chose. Yeah? Yep. Good. Let us know if there are any Christmas books that you guys would recommend. We'd love to read them on the air next week. Any Christmas recommendations for TV shows as there's well? There's some funny Christmas books, actually. Yeah. Like, there's one that written, written by John Grisham. Um, that was made into a movie called Skipping Christmas with Tim Allen. Mm. It came out a few, it came out like five years ago or something like that, where they basically decide to skip Christmas, and then they realize that their daughter is coming home for Christmas with some boy, boyfriends, so they have to kind of scrounge together to put up Christmas decorations like in the last week. Interesting. Yeah, it's just kind of a funny film. But it was based off of a book by John Grisham, who okay. normally writes books. Um, Everybody's got to get their Christmas money in. They got to get. Well, their no, Christmas I just mean money. like he normally writes books right. that have to do with have to do with lawyers and right. courtrooms, and so it was kind right, of a right. nice change of pace for him to write yeah. this book. It's not called Skipping Christmas. It's called something like it's called something else. Okay, but let us let us know in the comments what it is. Yeah, so but, that way Joe can make that his holiday tradition is watching that movie. Anyways. Um, last but not least, we're going to do theme park stuff. I love how you poo-pooed that. That was nice. Thank oh, you, man. Sure. Uh, you didn't You, you didn't have an end point there. You were just rambling. No, I was bringing um, up another Christmas book. Anyways, theme parks. We hinted at this the last time we had talked about this. At Destination D23, they were celebrating Mickey Mouse at the Contemporary Resort in Walt Disney World in Florida. 
We talked about some of these announcements last time with the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and things like that, but there were some other announcements as well. In addition to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in 2019 at Walt Disney World, from January 18th through September 30th, with you can celebrate with Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration at the Magic Kingdom. That's going to be a kind of a festival, everything from parades to eateries to specialty foods to all the merchandise you could possibly buy celebrating Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday. Nice. So that's cool. There will also, in Disney World, also be a new nighttime experience at Hollywood Studios, which is one of the five, four theme parks, excuse me, the four theme parks, called The Wonderful World of Animation, starting May 1st, 2019. The show will use state-of-the-art technology to take guests on a magical journey through more than 90 years of Disney animation, all beginning with, of course, Mickey Mouse himself. Don't know what that type of animation is or what type of technology that is. Well, but we'll see. Again, yeah. yeah, but in Disneyland in 2018, we will see the return of Mickey's Soundational Parade. It's gone away. It will come back again. They're also doing it for Mickey's 90th 90th birthday. I don't know how long the parade will go. They usually change the parades every two to three months, but maybe this will stick a little longer once they're done with the Christmas parades throughout the December, which you can obviously go now. They will change it over to Mickey's Soundational. Parade. D23 also came up with their lineup of events for 2019. Again, D23 is a membership type of uh, club that you can join. If you're a Disney fan, you buy yearly memberships. You can buy group memberships. Uh, membership is kind of like a you know like a club membership. So not only do you get like the D23 magazine, which is very very cool, but you also get special access and priority access to tickets for events like D23 and things like that, including this on January 26th, April 7th, June 22nd, and November 9th of 2019. There will be the official Walt Disney Studios tour in Burbank. This is significant or kind of cool. Walt Disney Studios is the only studios that does not do public tours. Mm -hmm. Every other studio does public tours. So these tickets, these tickets, excuse me, I don't know what I said right there. They fly off the shelf pretty quickly, so if you're interested, you have to be a member of D23 to get these tickets. There will also be special screenings of the classic Sleeping Beauty, Lion King. Thank you for correcting me on this earlier, Joe. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, not Indiana Jones and the Lost Temple, so thank you. It's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, so the second one. Yes, the second one. Because I think it's an anniversary one. I'm not sure. Dr. Jones! There you go. Um, And there will also be screenings of Up. There are screenings of these throughout, but they are mostly in Anaheim and they are mostly in Florida. Because, again, those are where the parks are. But if you are a Bay Area person, starting in May in San Francisco at the Walt Disney Family Museum, there will be an event gallery for Mickey Mouse. You have been to the Walt Disney Family Museum? We did. It's a very, very cool place. So the main museum stays the same, but do you remember there's like a second building kind of in the back? Vaguely. So That was the last thing we looked at, right? Yeah, so the second building where they're going to host this special event, I think it's going to be artwork and things like that, or memorabilia of Mickey Mouse, again, celebrating his 90th birthday. Um, the main museum stays the same all year round. They always change kind of the back exhibit every once in a I while. See. I'm excited. I will definitely go in May to check, check out, it out the, yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be kind of specialty things and specialty events. And the fact that it's in our own kind of backyard is 
very, very cool that the yeah, yeah the Walt Disney Museum is in San Francisco, which is very cool. It's not in it's not in Kansas or it's not in Missouri. Not in Kansas. Well, that's where he grew up. He grew up in Kansas oh, City, oh, and you know you kind of thought I thought that. you just threw that because of the Wizard no. of Oz. I was like, no, <laughs> um, it's not in these you know midwestern places. And his daughter grew up um, and lived in San Francisco, and she's the one that kind of built the museum and kind of dedicated to her father. So that's why it's in the Presidio. That's that being said, I think we're done for the yeah. week. It's been a little bit longer of an episode, but we had a whole week to catch up on. Yep. So Thanks you'll forgive for us for that. Us. Next week, we'll be back for another episode. We will have Christmas movie recommendations, which I think Joe will have a couple at least. Yep, absolutely. We will have some other news coming up. It should be a good, uh, good time. Be a great couple weeks. Aside from the fact that we'll be off the air for two. Yep. <laughs> but we may, we may, we may have some uh, special, special. Some specialty, specialty reviews. If I can get Joe to get to Spider Man and the Spider Verse, we'll do a specialty podcast. But I don't think Joe's going to grant my Christmas wish, even if I beg him for it. I, I told you I'm going to see Aquaman. I told you I'm going to see Bumblebee. I told you I'm going to see Mary Poppins. You're more excited to see Bumblebee than Spider Man. I'm not excited to see Bumblebee. I told you I'm not. I'm, but I'm going to go just because it looks interesting. All right, that's all we have for today. Before yeah, Mac, Joe frustrates me anymore. Yeah, exactly. Max, um, Max going to have an aneurysm or something. As always, please rate, review, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Yep. We always good. ask our listeners to listen to at least two to three times. You know, even if you're not going <laughs> to, even if you're not going to turn the volume on. Yeah, just, just have put it on in repeat. The background. All of the all the listens count towards numbers, so we don't really care if you actually listen or not. Just keep it on repeat. Um, anything else you want to say, Joe? Or? No, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, we'll have lots of fun stuff to talk about. Enjoy your holidays, and yeah, go see some movies. Lots of good movies coming out in December. Yep, we'll That's see you guys it. next week. All right, see ya.